Finally, this episode contains mature language involved themes, murder, death, killing, science, travel, and afterlife. Listener discretion is advised.
Episode 51, Robotic Murder and Intrigue. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How are you doing today? Hope you're doing pretty good. For those of you who are returning for another episode, thank you. I appreciate all of your patronage. And for those of you who are just coming for the first time, welcome. For those of you who know, Sparkin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I'll review one or two manga depending on the situation and then and the, and if I'm in the mood. Sorry about that. Stuff in my throat. And what I'll do is I'll tell you a little bit about it. Give you about the characters, the design, the artwork, so on and so forth. So that way you don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga has a nice shiny cover. I'm going to go buy it and read it. And when you go home, it sucks. I do all the dirty work for you. I mean, you don't have to agree with any of my reviews or anything I say about it, but take a chance you know you might find out something you didn't know or you might find a manga you've never heard of that you might like so it's worth checking out so anything new in the land of spark and manga review well a couple people have emailed me about the t-shirt so they'll be getting it in and of course this friday the 15th is our one year anniversary we've been on for one year and of course 52 will be our one year we're releasing another episode this friday so that's gonna be kind of cool and kind of fun check it out in that episode, I'm going to be reviewing Flame of Rekka, a very cool and old series, but it's really enjoyable. So, anyway, I should get on with the episode, shouldn't I? Yes, because nothing else is really going on. Um, of course, one of my articles is up on the Anime 3000 website, which is the Wolverine Prodigal Sun review, which that manga, well, you can read my review on it and what I felt about it, and... Leave some comments. Check it out. Also, you can check me out on uh, the Fight Bay Anime Podcast. I'm a guest host a lot of times on there. And, yep, well, let's get on with the news for this week. Because we've got only three real news events. And two of them are past tense, which kind of sucks. Now, the first one is that this Monday, fortunately, Hikaru Utada was unable to make it to New York City. Which sucked for me because I was actually going to go down there to see her. And the reason why is that she's postponing her American album promotion... Due to, as she says, an acute case of left relapsing paratonsillitis. Which I have no idea what that fucking means, but apparently she's not showing up. So that sucks. And she's going to be appearing in music stores in five cities, but she's going to promote it and push it. Because this is for her new album, This Is The One, which is an English language album. Which I'm definitely going to pick up because she's a very good singer. So, it kind of sucks for me. Next one is another one which is kind of stupid and pisses me off just a little bit. Now... In New York City, there is one of the world's biggest Macy's. That's why you have the Macy's Day Parade in New York and blah, 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 all that other stuff. Well, this weekend, they had the Fruits Basket Meet Your Favorite Character and Have Your Photo Taken with Toru and Friends thing. Tokyo Pop was paying to have people dressed up as the characters from Fruit Basket and do crap. That is bullshit. Fruits Basket? Fucking come on! I know that it's a popular girl series, but that's a shitty series. Ah. Oh boy, I know people are going to say, Oh, why are you hitting on, hitting on Fruits Basket? It's such a good... I have my reasons why I don't like Fruits Basket, but... Uh, it is not the world's number one fucking shoujo manga, and I don't know why the hell they're going to... You know, I'd rather see a wallflower meet and greet. That would be awesome, seeing her freaking uh in the freaking that'd be fucking awesome anyway doesn't matter so that's past tense happened already but if they that might be showing they might be doing other promotions in stores which would be kind of cool this might start a trend to have you know you have maybe dragon ball z characters or naruto characters or code geass characters that'd be awesome come to F macy's now and you can meet lelouch that's actually not a bad idea i should email them with that anyway doesn't matter 
final news for this week is kind of, well, it's kind of interesting. For those of you who remember, Cartoon Network and got rid of Adult Swim. Well, they didn't really, but they got rid of all the anime, which made Adult Swim worth watching, which really fucking sucked. It made me kind of depressed. Anyway, what happens is it turns out that they're putting an anime back on the show, the show for Adult Swim. Moribito, Guardian of the Spirit, or Sire no Moribito. So this is coming back. It's going to be an entire series, not just 10 episodes that ran last year. So this actually might be cool. That means Adult Swim might come fucking back. Hopefully, it'll come back to what it was and show anime and be cool again. Doubt it, but eh. On a side note, because ADV did release Moribito, they're also mentioning that they're going to finally make the live-action film adaptation of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, God. When that happens, I'll be very happy, but that's been circulating since 1997. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. So until I see actual pictures from the film, I'm not messing around with it. Uh, that about it? Yeah, I believe that's it for the news. So we should get on with the review for this episode. Now, if you remember, in episode 49, I spun the wheel of manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing for this episode 51... I'd be reading Pluto. And no, it's not a uh, manga about Mickey's dog, Pluto. No. No, no, no. <sighs> so, some of the information about Pluto before I get onto it. Well, Pluto was created by, actually, Azimu Tezuka. But this story is written by, and uh, drawn by, Naoki Urasawa. It was originally published by Shogaguken, and it's currently being released by Viz Media. It's a seinen. Originally came out 2003, ended 2009. There's eight volumes out in total in Japan. We've got two of them out right now, so that's kind of cool. And this one's kind of weird. It's a taller book than what you're used to, and it's really easy to see. It'll say Pluto, and it's just got a very unique style to it that you'll know immediately. Hey, whoa, whoa that book looks kind of creepy or cool. I'll do it. Now, before I forget, if you don't remember, Naoki Urasawa... I talked about it a little bit earlier, a couple episodes back, because he created Monster. So you know this is going to be a pretty interesting story. Now, what is Pluto? Because I've been dancing around the subject just a little bit. Now, Pluto is a reimagining and retelling of one of Tezuka's most famous story arcs from Astro Boy. Now, if you don't know who Astro Boy is, why are you listening to this podcast? Well, maybe you're a newbie. I'll give you that. But Astro Boy is this old school character created by Tezuka, beloved robot character. I'll do him eventually. He's been on the wheel twice and it's jumped over. Maybe they're waiting for an anniversary episode or something. I don't know. Anyway, so this is based on, like I said, the story arc, the strongest robot in the world, or Chico Saide no Roboto, which is the greatest robot on Earth. And it, the whole premise was it's about this evil robot who is designated Pluto and he's causing all these assassinations, blah, blah, blah. It's from Astro Boy's point of view. Typical Astro Boy story. He comes, everyone dies, he saves the day. Sort of, but it's kind of melancholy. A weird thing, because Astro Boy is not all, I'm going to save the day and I'm going to be the best. There's a lot of heartbreak and murder in it. And so, what Urasawa did is, I'm going to take this really cool story, this one of my favorite story arcs, and I'm going to fuck with it a little bit. Make it a little more interesting, a little more modern, a little bit more diverse. And let's change this point of view a little bit. So... This version of Pluto is a little more, well, it's more of a detective story and it has a sci-fi element to it, which is kind of nice. Also, the designs are completely different. You don't see an ounce of 
Tezuka's work at all. You do see a little bit of uh, nods here and there to some of his stuff, like at one point they're at a zoo and you see a white lion. No offense to Simba from Disney, but Kimba was the true king of the jungle in my opinion. Anyway, so Pluto opens up with, well, a murder, as I said. The murder of Mont Blanc. Now, Mont Blanc was this Swiss mountain robot. He was courageous and strong, and he protected the people, and he protected the land, and he was great and powerful, and he was beloved by the people, and he was killed. Like they said, oh no, there was a tornado and a fire, and this and that, and you see, literally, his head is decapitated on the ground with two sticks over it, like horns, which is a little weird. And this is where you get introduced to the main character, who is a detective. His name is... Gescheist. I know I'm mutilating that. My German ain't that great. I apologize. Or, or Gescheist. Which would be German for face. And he is a detective for, well, Europol. Which is like the governing thing for the European nations. Because there's this whole thing where they're in Dusseldorf, Europe. I don't get it. I don't really remember how it worked. Like, there's like federations instead of countries. You, like, you have the United States, but then you have the European Federation, then you have the Pacific Rim Federation or some shit like that. I don't really remember. I'm sorry. My brain's kind of... Because that's Astro Boy logic, which I really don't remember. It's been a while. But anyway, so what happened was that this beloved robot got murdered. And the thing is that he's actually one of the strongest robots in the world. So this is really fucking peculiar. It's like, what the fuck happened? And so... Gesheist is kind of one of these people who's just like, I gotta see what's going on, I gotta discover this. And as he's walking around, you notice there's something a little weird about him, especially the way he acts. And he looks like a normal human being. He actually looks a little bit like Tenma from Monster. A little bit redesigned, but he looks a little like Tenma with the hair. And Anyway, so what happens is that turns out that Geist is actually a robot. You can't even tell at first. You're like, wait, 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 what? The reveal is completely strange because there's another murder. Similar situation where the person's dead and they have the, like, two things making horns above their head. And they think, oh, this guy's going to be, there's another attack on this robot. And you see this robot that's attacked and been killed, this patrol officer. And the robot looks like a robot. Well, Gashais looks like a human. So it's kind of like, what? This is kind of weird. It's like, you have more advanced robots, more undertone robots. And what happens is it, it reveals that he's a robot because he's chasing this guy who murdered the one robot. And he pulls out what looks like a gun. He's like, freeze, don't move. He ends up catching the guy and the guy's like, are you going to kill me? He's like, of course not, I'm not going to kill you. I'm a robot. And you see the gun is his hand. His hand turns into a cool gun. So it's a little cool. And this leads off this whole thing where you're wondering what's going on because there's another murder by this well, another robot gets killed, and this is North number two. Now, North is this, like, butler robot who used to be a military robot, and he's always wearing this cloak, and he looks more like a robot. And that's something which I thought was really unique about the design, because in the original Tezuka stuff, if you're a robot, you could tell you're a robot. I mean, Astro and a couple of the other characters, like Blue, you could sort of see that they're robotic because of the way their hairs were and they had certain joints but this is more like you can see that there's a definite distinction between human and robot and then you have these sort of subhuman robots who like they look like they're human but they're robotic and 
So what happens is that North number two is he's a robot who is very, he's kind of, he has shell shock because he's murdered all these people and he's working for this crotchety old man who is blind and he's a composer for movies and he's working on a piano, trying to make a song for himself and North is trying to help him out. He's like, you're just a, he's a machine, leave me alone. And he reveals that, you know, after this very emotional thing, which I'm not going to get into because I'm not going to deprive this from you because you have to read this. This is a truly unique story. What happens is that North number two gets killed in a very traumatic way, and it's just kind of depressing and sad. And it introduces some of the other characters, and it turns out that looks like that this robot who they've designated as Pluto, the god of death, you know, he's going to kill the seven most advanced robots in the world. Because they don't know why, but he's picking off them one at a time. And the other characters you got are, of course, you have this one named Brando, who is a Turkish robot, and he's married to other Turkish women. And when you see him, you first see this giant, lumbering, robotic suit fighting and wrestling, because he's a robot wrestler. And then you see, he takes off the costume, and he's just a normal guy. I'm like, what? Wait, 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 is, it, is he pretending to be a robot? No, he's just a robot who looks like a human, just like... Gashart did. So I was like, okay. So then he introduces some of the other characters, including one named Her- Heracles, of course, Hercules, another strong one. He's a gladiator. And then, of course, the one character we've been waiting for, who you see at the end of the first volume, and I was like, what? Adam, aka Astro. And he looks completely different. For a retelling of the Astro Boy story, it's pretty unique how they drew Astro because he doesn't look like Astro Boy at all. He looks like just a normal kid with sloppy hair. And at first I was like, are you sure that's Astro Boy? And then later on you see him using his le- his legs to shoot across. Like, okay, it's Astro Boy. But I like the redesign. I like the artwork in this. And like with Monster, there's a lot of internal dialogue and a lot of internal speculation about some of the things that are going on in this world that was created by Tezuka but reinterpreted by Urasawa. Like, for example, at one point, which is one of the more unique scenes, is that Astro gets the memory chip from Gashai. I know I'm having problems pronouncing his name, I apologize. Well, Gashai the cop, and he's like, okay, here it is. Uh, let's. I, I know you're more intelligent than me and you have a better process, so could you just check this out? And as he's reading it, He's reading it. He puts it in. It's like, okay, thank you. Um, Listen, I got to go to the bathroom for a second. And you see me walks off to the bathroom, and he's like, oh, he really must be human. He's acting so weird because earlier he saw him. He's watching a kid with a toy, like saying, ooh, that's the new toy. And he's acting like a real boy, which is really scary. He's not acting like a robot. And you see Astro after the when he goes to the bathroom, you see him just crying. And he's like, you poor, poor man. You poor, poor man. And this, I don't know, it seems like this shows more that, you know, you have robots becoming more human. Because a lot of the robots have these relationships that are unique. Like I said, Brando is married. He has a wife and kids, and the wife is nagging him. Geish... Uh, Gashais is married to a woman. They're kind of saying, oh, we're going to go on vacation, right? Yeah, 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 we'll go on vacation. Once I'm done with this case, I promise you, we'll go on vacation. And it's like, what? And then 
in the beginning, like I said, he was chasing this guy who killed a robot cop. The robot cop had a widow. And he looked already like a robot, like a big, brutish robot. And his wife looks like a mixture of Rosie from the Jetsons and a toaster oven. And you see her and you're like, what? That's his the guy's wife? That's the, the widow? The widow? And it's kind of weird. And especially because some of the stuff going on. Because there's a lot of other intrigue, which I could explain it, but it'd be kind of ruining stuff. Like, the whole memory swapping thing they do a lot. Like, there's always, oh, we found his memory chip. I'll put it in your head. And look, there's horrible things going on. Yay! I know. But, some of the things I'll tell you now is that, compared to an Astro Boy story, this is a lot darker. I mean, the robots and people who are killed because of this mysterious Pluto... It's kind of disturbing how they die, and it's just kind of sick. Like, you see people's heads ripped off, and people smushed, and just a lot of splatter work. I mean, it's not as graphic as Monster was, but it's still there. And you see, like, there's this one robot who was, like, the only robot to ever break the rule of no robot could kill a human who's been caught. And he's all freaking fucked up in the basement of the of the police department like saying yeah and it goes down there goes crazy you gotta wear this and he's like hey you wanna switch memory chips with me <laughs> you're like okay completely fucking nuts anyway I've only read the first two I don't know where this is going I mean I hope they catch Pluto or what's going on I mean I could get the end but I'm not going to and some of the things I liked is I liked the art design, the redesign, because I've always liked Urasawa's work, and this gives that European feel to it, which is kind of nice. And also, it takes place in Europe. I mean, he does at the end of the first manga, he goes to Japan, he meets Astro Boy to tell him that, yeah, we have someone trying to kill the seven most powerful robots, including myself, you, Epsilon, Heracles, Brando, and you know, we just got to figure out what's going on. You're the smartest out of all of us. I mean, they have a lot of little, like, um, touches here and there how they make the characters look different and it works it makes them look more unique and more diverse the one complaint with the art style I had was that it lost that Tezuka feel to it I mean it makes references to it but just Tezuka has that type of warm feel to it when you look at the artwork and this is more realistic and more dark and that's to its credit and detriment unfortunately the story itself is very good. It's a detective story through and through. You're trying to solve this murder. What's going on? Who it is? I mean, you know it's this guy Pluto, but what is his motivation? What's behind him? What is the relationship between Brondo and Heracles? And why is Astro treating him, being treated like this? And why is this going on with that? And how come Shice is having this whole thing where he's dreaming about this guy saying that'll be 500 Zeus for all of it which makes no sense it's they're all these puzzling pieces which it's starting to put together and I'd like to see where it ends up so for this Pluto I'm gonna have to give it hmm, really 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 fucking cool I mean I know I gave it last week and I've been giving it a lot but this is a pretty unique story. Well, it's not unique, it's a retelling. So, it's good, it's worth checking out, especially if you're an adult.
If you want something a little different than, Hi, I'm a high school girl. I want to find a boy who likes me. Tee-hee. If you want to read something a little bit more violent and a little more thought-provoking, check out Pluto. Uh, believe that's it for this episode. Well, believe that's it. Oh, yes, I forgot one thing that's kind of important, a little bit interesting. Now, you remember... I have my contest to design opening closing background musics of all time. You know, you design these things and you could tell me, you know, design opening for the show and closing for the show, promo for the show, any of those things. I'll take it. You can send it to spirekenatgmail.com. It's got to be under a minute long. Have those. I have the send a picture in from the Sakura Matsu if you were there. And, of course, I will be at the Anime Next Con, which is in three weeks. But I've got something a little bit more interesting. I want you to email me at spyrokin at gmail.com or zan.spyrokin at gmail.com or you can even leave me a message on Twitter, Spyrokin, S-P-R-A-K-E-N. And I want you to tell me what your favorite manga is and why in under 140 words or 140 characters, which is essentially a sentence and a half of why it's good. It can't be just like, this is fucking awesome. Give me a legitimate reason why you enjoy the manga. And if you do... I will send you a t-shirt and a manga. And I put 10 promo mangas I have on the wheel. And let me spin and see what it's going to be. What I will give to the winner. Hold on. So, of course, in order to determine this, I have to spin the wheel. So that means I have to be using the wheel of manga. I told you I wasn't going to spin it for an episode thing. But I'm going to spin it for the prize. So let's see what the person will win. Number eight, the Ocho. So, if you send me an and I find yours interesting and unique or truly different and very well written, you'll be receiving a Delray title. And what is this Delray title you'll be receiving? You'll be receiving Wolverine, Prodigal Son, and the Primer 2, Phoenix Right, attorney at law. That's kind of nice. So you get a manga and another manga, and you get a t-shirt. That's pretty good. So, either way, check me out, spyrokin.podbean.com. You can check me out on the forum, spyrokin.rapboards.com. Always looking for a couple new people. You can email me, spyrokin.gmail.com. You can call me, 206-426-6665. That, again, is 206-426-MONK. And I believe that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Nose a little bit shorter than usual, but hey, doing the best I can. So, as usual, this is Anne. I'm going to I'm not going to be 